how Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. How I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father, it is again that we say thank you. Thank you for another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for last night's sleep, for waking us up allowing us to see another beautiful day. Father, this is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Forgive us, Father, of our sins and iniquities. Forgive us, Father, of our lusts, anger, inordinate affection, these things that are plaguing us, Father. We humbly ask that you have mercy upon us, you little children. We humbly ask, Father, that you welcome us into your eternal kingdom that you have prepared since before the foundations of the earth. Help us, Father, to forgive those who have trespassed against us the same way we trespass against you every day. Help us, Father, to be perfect as you are perfect. We fall short, Father. You've told us in your word that we stumble in many ways. We're asking, Father, that you help us to be strong. Help us to walk. Help us to walk straight, Father. We are so far from your character. We need you, Father, to lead us. We need you to guide us. We need you to correct us. We need you to fix us, Father. We may be prepared and set for the eternal kingdom that you have prepared for your people since before the foundations of the earth. Thank you, Father, and we ask that you continue to have mercy upon us. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed that God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King.
For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you, and we pray that you are blessed and highly favored wherever this broadcast is locating you. Uh, my spirit is going to the Apostle Paul. Here we are, children of God, thousands of years later, studying the writings, the inspiration, the revelation of this great man of God. And his writings are in Bibles all over the world. Billions of people are reading and studying uh, about what God revealed to him, what God shared with him. But, you know, what many of us don't know is that a lot of these writings that the Apostle Paul share with his generation, he was in prison or he was in a, alone in a cold, damp prison somewhere, and God was giving him words that later on, much later on, would be uh, distributed all over the world. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? Sometimes the revelation that God has for us is not for our generation. Sometimes the revelation that God has for us is for a time. God may be, listen, God may be giving you and I something that's going to be a blessing to uh, countless people thousands of years from now. Not today. You know, the Lord even had to tell the Apostle Paul when he was trying to minister in Jerusalem and trying to tell people about the Lord in Jerusalem, the Lord had to wake Paul up and say, quick, leave Jerusalem because they will not accept your testimony about me here. Lord, I'd wake him up. They, you, they're not going to accept, you know, not that anything was wrong with Paul's testimony about Christ, not that Paul was um, preaching false doctrine. It's just that what God had given to him was too much for the people in his location or in his locale understand that my brother understand that my sister what god has given us in the way of revelation in the way of insight in the way of understanding does not depend on the hearer's readiness for it let me say that again what god has given us that, that it doesn't depend on whether the hearers accept it, this is the mentality of false prophets. 
false prophets because what they like to try and do is say what people want to hear. That's what Paul talked about. They will say what people's itching ears want to hear. See, there's a difference between what you and I may want to hear and what you and I need to hear. The Holy Spirit. What God is saying is what you and I need to hear. What false prophets will tell you, they'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll tell you some things to tickle your ears and to, to, to well, you know. And a lot of people like that. You know, that has always been the case throughout the scriptures. False prophets have been very popular among the people. My prayer for you. I don't know who's listening to this broadcast and who is not. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. I, listen, I would rather take the punishment that goes along with being a true prophet than to take the seeming benefits that go along with being a false prophet. Go through the scripture, false prophets, you know, they have been liked by the people. They have been honored by the people. The Bible says, woe unto you when all men speak well of you. For in the same way their fathers treated the false prophets that were, were before you. But the scripture goes on to tell us, blessed are you when men shall hate you. When men shall exclude you, when men shall insult you and reject your name as evil for my sake and for the gospel. Rejoice and leap for joy in that day, for in the same way their fathers treated the prophets which were before you. So I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Better to be mistreated along with the true prophets of God than to be well spoken of along with the false prophets. Praise the living God. Well, so keep in mind, my brother, keep in mind, my sister. The revelation <clears throat> of God, the truth of God, it does not depend on whether people accept it or reject it. Listen, your worth as a child of God does not depend on whether people accept you, whether or not you have a large congregation or whether or not you raise a lot. Of them. That is not that is those are not the things that God is looking at those are the things that man is looking at see men think you are a success if you have a b and c but god will be sitting over on the throne saying i say you're a chef a success if you have d e and f man say if you have a lot of money or you have a lot of friends or you have a lot man says you're a success but god is sitting on the throne saying this is what i say makes you a success. So I encourage you, my brethren, 
I encourage you, my sister. We're only going to be in this life for a little while. I know it may seem like long time, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. But in, in regards to eternity, this life is, is not even a drop in the bucket. I encourage you, my brother. I encourage you, my sister. Focus in on eternal things. Focus in on the eternal things. See, a billion years from now, where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing. See, what happens and what goes on with us in this life are temporal or temporary. But what goes on forever and ever and ever is eternal. These are the things that you and I want to keep our eyes fixed on in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Saints, we're going to take a look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 with a special focus on verse 55, 56, and 57. From the New International Version, the Apostle Paul writes to the saints in Corinth. Paul writes, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting. The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to work, children of God, from a topic today. The sting of death is sin. The sting of death is sin. Let us pray. Your Father, Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, once again, we thank you for being who you are, so patient, so loving, so kind. Father, you do not deal with us as our sins deserve. Thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Father, for watching over us, protecting us. Protecting us from dangers seen and unseen. Father, you're watching over us in spiritual realms, demons and rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness is in our places that want us dead and you are 
keeping them back, holding them at bay on our behalf. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Enemies in the natural who are under the influence of these satanic forces that want to do us harm. You are protecting us from them as what well. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we just want to be more like you. In thought, in word, in deed, help us, Heavenly Father. Help us. We need you, Father, in this titanic war. Good versus evil. All said that when even he would want to do good, evil would be right there present. Father, we, we, we need you. We need your strength. We need your anointing. We need your, your essence, Father, your power, your grace. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us for anything that we have said or done that was not pleasing in your sight. Again, Father, we ask that you lead us guide us into your paths of righteousness for your namesake. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. The sting of death or the sting of sin is Death. Praise the living God. You know, children of God about maybe 30, 35 years ago, when I was working as a teacher at one of the local high schools here in my area. I was stung by a wasp, little creature, little insect, maybe an inch or two long, very common in this part of Eastern North Carolina, especially during this time of the year. Very tiny creature. Stung me in the top of my head. Just flew down. Bam! Little sting. You know, I felt it. I hit the top of my head. Uh, I think I saw the little wasp fly away, but it had stung me. And it just felt like a little pin just kind of poke me. Uh, I had a meeting with a lady in regards to a cell phone that I wanted to purchase, mobile phone. And as I sat in the meeting with her and she explained to me the features, 
Shortly after the wasp stung me, she explained to me the features of the mobile phone that she was selling, the cell phone, and I listened attentively. But as I was listening to her, my body began to do strange things. Now, later on, I found out this was the result of my body's reaction to the wasp sting that had just taken place. Uh, hives or red marks jumped out all over my body. I began itching everywhere on my body at just about the same time. My head swole up much like a basketball, I, a big bag, sack-looking thing jumped out of my stomach. And when I saw that, you know, I was planning to just kind of shake it off and carry on with my activities. But when I saw that big bag or sack-looking thing that jumped out of my stomach, I became very afraid. And I told one of my co-workers, take me to the hospital. My co-worker put me in my own vehicle and drove me to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, normally they ask you questions. They have you filling out papers and doing different things. They didn't do any of that with me. They immediately rushed me in for emergency treatment. And basically, the great doctors, physicians of our local hospital, they saved my life. I was dying. I did not know that I was allergic to wasp stings. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us to know? Well, that sting that I received, that wasp injected poison, venom into my system that my body had a very terrible reaction to. Even today, I need to carry an EpiPen in case I am stung by a wasp so I can inject myself or I will die. You know, the doctors let me to know after my encounter in the hospital that, you know, Mr. Bryant, uh, you were dying. I said, well, what was that bag that jumped out of my stomach? How is it? My doctor said, Mr. Bryant, your intestines were swelling up. And if you had gone much longer, you would have died. From a wasp sting. Now, that little wasp, that little creature, you know, if it did not have that sting, it would not be viewed much more than a uh, dragonfly or a or a fly. It would not be viewed as a very dangerous creature if it didn't have that sting. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us know? 
sin wouldn't be viewed as that big a deal if it didn't have a sting. See, a wasp has a sting. A wasp may not be that bad in and of itself, but because of its sting, it, it, it is deadly to me and to people that are allergic. Well, sin, you know, if it was just by itself, wouldn't be that bad. But sin has a sting. Death is the sting of sin, much like the stinger is the sting of a wasp. The death is what makes sin so bad, just like the venom in a wasp is what makes the wasp so terrible. So I want to encourage you. I, I Listen, children of God, I can't afford to look at a wasp and see it without its sting. When I look at a wasp, I must keep in mind that that wasp has a sting and a stinger that can kill me. Well, what God wants you and I to understand is that when we look at sin, you know, it may be dressed up, maybe smelling good, Maybe feeling good, maybe it. But what God wants us to understand is that sin has a sting called death. The sting of sin, what makes sin so terrible is that it leads to death. Bible says that the wages of sin or the sting of sin. Paul talked about, said the sting is death. Sin leads to death. This is why God is constantly trying to steer you and me away from this thing called sin because he knows it will take you and I to the destination of death. The sting of sin, the sting of a wasp. I, I'm very careful right today, 35 years later. I see a wasp, I'm very careful. I, I'm, I'm all right with a wasp as long as they don't sting me. If a wasp stings me, I am in trouble. I need to get medical attention very soon if a wasp stings me because I am allergic to the sting. I will die. If I do not get medical attention very soon when a wasp thing me, wasp is, is all right. Long as long as that's the sting does not get to me. Well, sin is in humanity. Sin is in the world. It's all right as long as we don't partake in it. It's like a wasp. It's all right, long as long as it doesn't sting me. Just like a wasp has a sting that is deadly to me, sin has a sting that is deadly to all of us as human beings. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. 
the same way I have to avoid a wasp sting, may you and I avoid sin's sting. The sting of sin is death. The sting of sin. Now, the way the best way for me to avoid wasp stings is to try to stay as far away from wasps as I possibly can. You know, I see a wasp nest somewhere. You know, normally I try to stay as far away from there as possible. Well, God wants us to do the same thing with sin. Since sin has a, a terrible stinger called death, same way I stay away from wasps because of their terrible stinger, God in essence is saying to us, stay away from sin. Because of its terrible stinger, the sting of sin is death. Well, Paul understood that among so many things that faith and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ does for you and does for me. Paul asked the question in 1 Corinthians 15 and 55. He says, where, O death, is your victory? Now, before Christ finished work on the cross, death had been gaining a lot of victory in humanity. Men and women have been dying for countless generations. You know, there had not been a man or woman that had overcome this thing called death in this life. We, the Bible even says it's appointed unto men once death and then the judgment. Men and women, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our great-great-grandparents have all been losing to this thing called death as they have been dying for countless years and generations. But Jesus Christ has done something for you and for me that no other man could do. Jesus Christ, Paul asked a question in verse 55. He says, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Death been, has been winning against humanity and mankind, animals, birds, for countless generations, but now that Jesus Christ has come, and now that we are able to place our faith in him, death no longer has to have the victory over you and over me. Now, we may die, and we may not. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say that? Well, Jesus Christ may come back before we die. 
Bible says that we were not all we were not all sleep or we will not all die. If Jesus Christ comes back before we physically die, then we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. We won't have to die. So Paul gives us words of encouragement in regards to death, who has been victorious over kings and victorious over queens and been victorious over pharaohs and been victorious over oh, death has been victorious. But now the apostle Paul through and by our faith in Jesus Christ is asking death. Paul is talking to death. Paul is talking to the boogeyman of death who has been scaring people and been intimidating people for thousands and thousands of years. Paul says, where, oh, death, is your victory? Paul is talking to death. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, get to the place where you are confident and bold enough in Christ to speak to death. Death is, is, is a created entity, much like we are created entities. See, we were created by our creator. Now, death has been bullying people and bullying groups, and, you know, many, many of us as African-Americans are here in America today because many of our ancestors were afraid of death. As, as slaves were taken from Africa hundreds of years ago, this, you know, they were offered an option. Either work as slaves, you and your, your wife and your children, and, or, or die. Many of our ancestors chose to be slaves rather than to die. Well, Paul is letting us to know in verse 55 that as children of God, death no longer has the victory over you. Death no longer has the victory over me. We no longer have to be afraid. We no longer have to be intimidated by death where oh death is your victory in the light listen to me child of god i don't know who god has sent me here to talk to we have the victory over death in the mighty name of jesus christ where oh death is your victory even death's thing paul asked the question where oh death is your sting now? Now a wasp. I was sharing with you all earlier about uh, what a wasp, a little tiny wasp, did to me about 35 years ago, almost killed me. If they took the wasps and surgically removed their stingers, there would be no more. You know, today. Now, if I see a wasp. A wasp got in here the other day, and you know I had to do some things very differently because I have to be very careful with a wasp. 
because I know that if one stings me, if God does not do something or if there's not some medical attention, I could die. Well, if they were to surgically remove all the stingers from wasps, there would no longer be any, any concern out of me in regards to wasps. If they remove their stingers, wasps have a little stinger that they will sting you with and inject you with the poison. My body reacts adversely to the poison and I nearly die or will die if I don't receive medical attention. But if they've removed the stinger, I wouldn't be worried about wasps. You know, wasps would get in. They'd be much like flies or much like mosquitoes a little something we don't I don't think about but because wasps have that sting and I know they have that sting there is concern well what Paul is letting us to know that as children of God having our faith firmly rooted and firmly planted in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Jesus Christ, who came down through 40 and two generations, truly lived, bled, suffered, and died, rose again from the dead, ascended on high, and is coming again. Paul said, look, now that our faith is in him, where, O oh, death, is your sting? <laughs> like I would say to a wasp, if it didn't have a sting, where, wasp, where's your sting? You can't hurt me. Now that your sting has been removed, well, death can't hurt us, children of God. Christ, our faith in Christ has removed the sting of death. Paul said, where, oh, death? Where? Where's your sting? You've been bullying people. You've been striking fear in the hearts of men and women for eons. But now that Christ has finished his work on the cross, and we believe and we take by faith where old death is your sting. I want to prophesy to somebody today. Doubt of God, death is without a sting to you. Death is without a sting to me. Death, before we were saved, death had a sting. Look at verse 56. The sting of death is sin. Sting of death. Sin. And the power of sin is the law. Now, what the law did the law let you and I know what this thing called sin would cause or result in our life. You know, you go back and you check the, the law of Moses. Different sins had different punishments. You know, there might be one punishment if you killed a man, another punishment if you raped a woman, another punishment if you stole some money. The law will let you know 
what the punishment was for that particular sin. Even, even today, thousands of years later, you go to your courthouse and you can find out what the punishment is if you armed robbery, what the punishment is if you rape a woman, what the punishment is if you, that's the punishment. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin in the law is the law. But look at verse 57, children of God. But thanks be to God. One of the reasons we thank God, one of the reasons we praise God, we give him glory. Because he gives us the victory. You say, Apostle, God has given us the victory of what? God has given us the victory over the law. God has given us the victory over sin. God has given us the victory over death. God had listened to me, child of God. God has given you and I more victories over things than we are aware of. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, listen to me, my brother and my sister. And we're about to close this message. Our faith in Jesus Christ has done more for us children of God than we even realize. Now, it seems like a simple thing to confess with your mouth and to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has raised him from dead. It seems like a very simple thing. But when you and I do that, truly do that, God does more to us, through us, and for us than we even realize. This is why, and the Lord is placing this in my spirit now, the scripture says that God is able to do exceedingly more abundantly than all of what we can ask or even imagine according to his surpassingly great power that is at work within us. See, you and I, we don't, we don't know the power that is at work within us. You and I, and the Lord in my spirit, Lord said, we're just scratching the surface on the power that is at work within us. God spent a lot of his time, and energy, and effort trying to get you and I to understand more and more the power that is at work within us. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. And we're about to close this message. When God saved you, 
when God saved me, he filled us with his Holy Spirit. Now that may, that, you know, it may roll off the tongue very easily. But understand, my brother, understand my sister, that that is saying a lot. That, that 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 is saying that you and I have the very power of God at our disposal. You and I have the very power of God inside of these mortal bodies. God doesn't want hearing excuses out of us because he knows what he has filled us with. He has filled us with himself. Now, either God was lying when he said that we can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us, or he was not. Either God was lying when he told us that, or he was not. It was simple. So either we can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us, God says, or you can't, Robert, because if you if I was lying, then you can't. But if I was telling the truth or since I was telling the truth. You can do all things, child of God, through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us. Remember who you are. Remember who God says you are. Remember what God says you can do. Remember what God says you can have. Remember where God says you can go. Remember, 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 remember. The sting of death is sin. The sting of death is sin. God has effectively for us as his little children removed the victory from death God has removed the sting of death if we if we we die in the natural Dying is not that bad a thing in the natural, if we are in Christ. Dying is bad in the natural if we are not in Christ. See, when you and I die in Christ, we go into the presence of God. But if you and I die not in Christ, then we have to spend eternity in the lake of fire and burning sulfur. For us as children of God, God has removed death's victory 
from humanity, God has removed death's sting. The sting of death is sin. What makes death so bad is when you die in sin. When I die, when we die in sin, that is what makes death terrible. But if we die in Christ, we get ushered into the presence of our creator. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we die in Christ. Paul said it like this, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. When, we, when, when living is about Christ and about uh, the things of God and doing what God wants you to do, dying is gain. But when living is not about Christ, is not about doing the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God, that's a sting. That's a stinging death. That's a death that will hurt. That's a death that will hurt for eternity. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. And I suppose I think I've got it headed. The sting of sin is death, but it's really supposed to be the, the sting of death. Is sin. What makes death so terrible is when we die in sin. When we die having not known Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. That's the, that's, that makes death terrible. But God has fixed it up so that we don't have to die in sin. We can die in faith, die knowing that we are going into the presence of our eternal Father, the creator of all things, the preserver of light and life. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me. The mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. This thing, this thing of death sin. We don't want to die in sin. We want to die faith. Faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, signing out.